I saw an interesting thing today. A chocolatier was being arrested by the constabulary police, and rather be taken to the Scrub Scrub Hotel, he ate a piece of chocolate he had hidden in his coat and floated away. He took a sketch comedy actor in a fat suit with him, and it occurred to me, the constables are paid to eat chocolate, the chocolatiers aren't. They could win. Say my name. Modded Controller 360. What? Welcome back to My Week with Wonka. This is day four. I'm Carlin Decker. And Jujui Umpelumpa. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit of French for you there. Uh, hey, speaking of French, uh, I took a little look at our Spotify podcast stats. And I just wanted to say to our fan in Belgium, bonjour, bedankt, and danke schön. Uh, don't know what part of Belgium they're from. Doesn't tell us that. So I just went ahead and gave them all three languages. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, and we appreciate you. Thank you for letting us share our chocolate with you. Uh, <laughs> that's that's really great for Belgium because they have good chocolate there. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so if they've got plenty of their own chocolate and they're still taking time out of their day collectively as a country to listen to us talk about mm-hmm. our chocolate. So, Eric, today was the first time we weren't seeing Wonka together. I saw it alone. You were seeing it with Eamon. Um, we weren't at our usual spot. I wasn't at my usual spot. Eric, Eamon, how were your guys' movie viewing experiences today? Well, Carlin, I guess I just missed you so much. I was so used to going to our usual theater that I just started instinctively driving there, and I missed my exit to the theater I was seeing the movie wait, at. Wait, wait, hang on, wait. You said you had GPS issues. I didn't look at my GPS, and it became an issue. Oh, um, Eric, you curmudgeon. Oh, Eric. Um, <laughs> you little you little goofball. But, uh, you know, Eric and I, we've um, not to not to show any brand loyalty or anything, but, you know, we've been seeing this at AMC and we ran out of our free movie viewings. But what I love about AMC, what we all love about AMC is that lovely little Nicole Kidman bit, you know, here we make movies better, all that, whatever. Right. What if like that was Timmy as Wonka doing that? Like, what if it was Wonka? like saying how good the cinemas are mm-hmm. and all you know, the clips when she's watching different movies like each time it cuts to him watching a movie it's just a different scene from wonka mm-hmm. but no 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 but like it's wonka in the silver suit it's wonka going right. like but what do you what now in it but he's also watching wonka he's watching himself yeah that that would that be good and he's and eating chocolate instead of popcorn he's eating chocolate and like you know instead of him saying like dazzling images on a huge silver screen maybe maybe he's saying like he can say unbeatable eatables unbeatable eatables and incredible edibles oh man yeah i just amc get on that timothy use your use your sway get on that well they say they're making a sequel to the nicole kidman commercial so i don't know maybe he can show up Mm, that's intriguing Mm -hmm. carlin um we are now halfway through our week with wonka man Uh, and i wanted to ask before we get too far into the episode have you been able to fit in other movies in between your wonka viewings just as a way to like stay sane and remember what non-timmy acting looks like uh you know um not a lot, but, you know, I, I, I keep to myself, you know, I do my normal routine, um, but instead this time I uh, s- say it with like, well, there's chocolate and something, a lot of it, and I have to go back to theater, the theater to watch the more of it, you know, something like that. And then, you know, I'll do my push-ups and I'm like, oompa loompa, 
pushing my ups, you, you know, so something like that. Yeah, how about that you? was a, how about that you? was a nice way to subtly work in the fact that you do push-ups every day. Oh well, you know, uh, what about you, Eric? Uh, <laughs> um, well, I haven't. Uh, all, all my theater experiences have been seeing Wonka because you know I just I don't have enough uh, uh, stubs reservations left over to see anything else uh, but yesterday i was able to squeeze in a viewing at home of one of my new criterions uh the oh, yeah? awful truth 1937 huh. rom-com starring Cary grant and irene dunn and it was a great movie but here is an unawful truth for you a great truth in fact uh we have a guest with us today it's oh. true ladies and gentlemen you know him you love him he was in the amazon with my mom studying chocolate right before she died Eamon raftery sweeney Hey, Eamon, how are you today? Uh, uh, I'm very good. Thank you for having me on the pod. I'm very, uh, you know, I was very honored to get the call uh, to to join you fellas uh, this uh, this wonderful Wonka week. And silly me, I was wondering the whole time, like, how could this be financially viable uh, for Carlin and Eric? Like, I did, I was like, there must be spending like. Three billion dollars on the on Wonka tickets. I forgot about the AMC stubs. Uh, I didn't let's just realize say you guys are just using stubs. Let's just say Eric and I have our sugar daddies. <laughs> what the? You're getting paid by Timmy? Maybe. Well, I wish. That, I'm, in the, I'm, in of, uh, I'm in the pocket of Big Slugworth. Um. Oh He's yeah. Me to go yeah. Big Big Chocolate's paying for this. Um. So yeah. so Eamon, uh, yes. seeing Wonka. Well, first of all, do you yes. have like any Willy Wonka like history um what, what's your um, what, what's your journey with Wonka been I do actually have some uh some Wonka history I guess or non-history you could say because I've never actually seen the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory like all the way through mm-hmm. I've seen like bits and pieces of it on TV like over time but I never actually finished it i don't Uh think or like sat like actually sat down and watched the whole thing um but when i was a kid i was really really into the the tim burton version Ah. of the movie like i i love that i saw the movie so many times when i was a kid um me and my me and my buddy uh drew westenhoff shout out drew uh i don't know if you're out there he was a Scottish man who was really, really into the military, and he was my best friend in third grade. Um, and we were like, we had like a fan club of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh yeah, uh, we would, yeah, we would watch. We would like, we would have like playground discussions about like who's the goat of chocolate making. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Willy Wonka's been in the game for years, but Charlie Bucket, he's a, he, you know, he's a young guy. He's fresh on, he, you know, he's fresh on the scene. He could, he's a real mover and shaker. You don't know what the hell he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that that's, yeah, that's, I, and, and little, yeah. Yeah, with that, um, yeah. so you have, you, you have a good, a good Wonka foundation. What were, what are your first impressions of this, seeing this uh, prequel? My first impression was just kind of confusion. I, I was like, when I saw the trailers drop and I was like, I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Why, like, why now? Why are we doing this? Um, why is Timothy Chalamet in this? Like, it makes, like, to me, it made, like, zero sense to do this. And it still kind of does. Like, I just, I don't get, like, what the hell that was. I'm going to come out and say it. I did not like that movie very much 
at all. Oh, um, I was not a huge fan. Uh, I'm fellas. I'm going to say it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it this much. I went in definitely thinking that this was going to be like bad. Like this was going to be really bad. Like I thought this was like world historic, terrible, uh, you know, bomb of the year incoming. Um, but coming out of it, I definitely felt like it's not like that bad. I just, I okay. still didn't like it. It was like not as bad as I had thought going in, but like, I forget exactly. I, I wrote down in my notes after Timothy, after Timothy Chalamet said, absolutely insane. I wrote down in my notes, I don't want to watch this anymore. That yeah. I, I think I, I heard you say like, oh my God, and then write something down in your notebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was I was kind of like I, I don't want like if if it hadn't been for you guys, I definitely would have skipped on this one. Wow. And this yeah. This is great. Uh, um Eamon, what did you think um when Wonka when uh, he gets the idea to go to the zoo and he says Bingala. What did you think of that? I wrote that down. Like I wrote it down to be like, remember when he said this bullshit? I was mad as hell. I did not like that. Bingala, <laughs> Bingala is one of our line. favorite favorite bits. On really? The... Oh yeah, it's Carlin uh, loves that line. It's a good one. And Carlin, let me tell you, in our yeah. theater today, yeah, dead silent during that line because you weren't there to laugh at it, <laughs> and then for other people to laugh at you laughing at it. Yeah, really yeah. messed up. But Eamon, this is great. This is great because I mean, you you have kept with the common trend of like low expectations. The expectations have been passed. However, you're the only one who's like, it's not as bad as you thought it was, but you still think it was bad. So I'm I'm glad you're bringing a good, a unique take here. Yeah, when I like when I got out of the theater, I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then I got back home and I'm like, well, if I had to see that again, I think I'd like, I don't know, I, I call in sick or something. Yeah. Like, it's just not going to happen. See, now this is interesting to me. I think that, like the key phrase there, as you said, when I got home from the theater, none of our other guests had an opportunity to right. go home. They just went straight into recording. So they were still on right. the, uh, <laughs> the, They're the still sugar the high. high, as it were. So yes. I wonder if we like called them back in here, you know, if they'd be taking back some of their praise for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I find out, but I've been, I, I have not been listening to the pod because I wanted to go in and like completely like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't want to hear anything about this movie. Um, I'm kind of, I'm like, I, I'm kind of surprised that, uh, your other guests have been liking it. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. Well, they, um, they've all had caveats. Um, I see. Oh yeah, no, no one of no one's saying this is the movie of the year. But well, but no, rather, I didn't. I didn't think that. Usually, but... a pleasant surprise. Um, what I, um, we're, we're... what would you, what was the most insulting to you about this? Do Do you think it really like was um insulting to just Wonka lore in general? Well. Actually, kind of, yes, because we, uh, uh, as a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory guy, uh, we already know how Willie becomes Wonka. They already said, they established that his dad was a dentist, and Willie wanted... That's not canon. Yes, it is! In the Tim Burton movie. Which, Eric, you referred to that one as the what version? I called it the goth pervert version. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty accurate. Um, but 
I re like when I got home, I rewatched some of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory to get the full story of how Willie became Wonka. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, yeah, his dad was a dentist and, and Willie wanted to eat chocolate and his dad wouldn't let him. And then he escapes to the flag museum and gets turned back. And when he comes back, uh, his dad has completely moved the entire house off of the foundations to like God knows where. So that's how Willie became Wonka. I don't really understand well, why we need this whole well, extra business. This movie is in the canon of the Gene Wilder movie. This has been stated by the uh, the people behind the movie. This is a prequel okay. to the Gene Wilder but movie, not the Eric. I, I think okay. it's important to note that in this backstory, it focuses on Willie's relationship with his dad, while yes. in Wonka, it talks about his relationship with his mom. Yes, and they don't necessarily right. they don't mention his dad. Like they don't say, "Oh, dad wasn't around." It's just like he's yeah. just not there. So maybe it was an immaculate conception. <laughs> Or, or maybe he just like had two different parents at two different times, you know, who's, who's to say. Um, yeah. I was wondering that too. Like, w like where was, you know, Wilbur Wonka in the picture? You know what I mean? Cause where was he, his uh, dentist father? He drowned in the river that they lived on. Oh, that's um, really sad. Eamon, do you want to give us a rundown real quick of like some of the, however few they may be, some of the positives of the movie for you. And then you can like dig into some of the, the negative. Some of the songs weren't so bad. I, I wrote down here that I was fucking with Scrub Scrub. Oh, yeah. The, the, scrubbing, the scrubbing song was pretty fun. As a lame is enjoyer, I liked how the um, Olivia Coleman character was basically Madame Tenardier, and the dude was um, Tenardier. I, I like, was going to ask. I like that part. Um, yeah, I was going to ask if you related to him as a former Tenardier yourself. Yes, I uh, I definitely related to him. I'd like to see you rocking those dungarees, let me tell you. I know. I thought that was, like, they call them dungarees over and over again, but aren't those later hosts? They like, are not, later. Not... I don't know why she was saying that. <laughs> like, um... why was she saying dungarees? Because I thought dungarees was something, I thought they were shoes. I'm going to be completely well, honest she's, like, you. never left the city. Yeah. She doesn't know mm -hmm. anything. She doesn't know yeah. any better. I mean, dungarees are, like, pants, but, like, yeah, okay. those were, but, I don't know, I associate with, like, a baggier pants. I'm going to pull up the, I'm going to pull up the uh, etymology. But, yeah, Jamie, um... pull that up real quick. Yeah, <laughs> But um, Eamon, what um, you said you had really low expectations for this. Is there anything yeah. what heightened your your like bottom of the barrel expectation to a uh, bottom of the barrel? You know, not not the not the bottom, but um, I guess I guess it's just like everybody's trying. You know what I mean? Like everybody in this movie is trying so hard to make this into a good movie and. I think that they're trying like too hard almost mm. like I think that you know everything is way like really overperformed like really heightened which to me I think was like a little grating I think that like if everybody is kind of a, a little bit of a weirdo then like nobody is it just kind of like it kind of rubbed me the wrong it, like not rubbed me the wrong way but it just kind of like I don't know you, got, you saw like too little... much effort yeah, it just got like a little too annoying after a very short amount of time. I thought like the 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 like the three bad guys uh, in it. The chocolate cartel. I think all, yeah, the chocolate cartel, which is a, which is a funny concept, I, I have to say. But I think that all three of them were like were hamming it up a little too 
a little too much and i thought like the Ooh. two henchmen were like or mm. it's just like yeah and then i go i'm going back and forth on our boy timmy tim mm. um his performance because on the one hand i think it's the worst thing i've ever seen him do but on the other <laughs> hand like that is tim like that is that is timmy tim getting his own movie you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i think it is it's very much his sense of humor based on like what I've seen about him, you know, behind the scenes. It's like, I think that's just kind of how he acts like in real life when the cameras aren't rolling. So it's very like, it's very real in that way, but it's also incredible, like, like high school theater kid who thinks he's going to make it uh, energy the entire time. I, Um, I read a um, vulture magazine had Timmy week recently. Okay. Uh, and one of the articles that they that they had for Timmy Week um, referred to his social media presence as half embarrassing hype beast and half yeah. overly earnest goober. Um, yeah. And I read that article in between viewing three and viewing four. Mm-hmm. And I think that really informed my perception of his performance this time around. Yeah, I was definitely getting that, uh, the, the goober energy i was i'm remembering the video where he goes i want to be a basketball star or swish <laughs> last night our guest max was sort of coming at this from the perspective of a wonka expert and oh, tonight you're kind of coming at this performance from the perspective of a timmy expert uh <laughs> yeah. you and i have talked about timothy chalamet before yes um i remember being at a party at our friend's apartment our friend julia's apartment one time and the two of us we'd had a couple drinks and you just turned to me at one point and you said, man, like, who are even the good young movie stars right now besides Timothy Chalamet? Now, of course, at that point, we hadn't right. met uh, Jacob Alordi, T.P.E. Right. Um, right, right. I'm just giggling just saying his name. Or the, um, or the guy from The Holdovers. Um, oh, yeah. Dominic oh. Sessa, I think his Dominic name Sessa, is. he's good, yeah. He was fantastic in that movie. But I wanted to ask like state of the union on Timmy's career right now. Like, do you think this is what he should be doing with his career or what alternatively, what direction do you think he should be going in? If not this? Well, that's interesting. You bring that up because I always saw Timmy as like basically Leo DiCaprio reborn. I think that like a lot of like, if you're looking at like his early work as sort of like, like he's like almost 30 and he still looks like he's like, you know, 16. And Leo had that sort of boyish look for most of his career, uh, his early career in particular. And I think like, so that's sort of what I saw in Timmy as sort of like um, that trajectory for him. Like we're going to get Timmy's inception at some point. He's hanging around Martin Scorsese. So when he's in his forties, you know, Scorsese is going to be, you know, from beyond the grave telling him what to do in these movies but i think having seen this i really didn't i really didn't take into account the goober energy that he has that leo i don't think ever really showed so i don't think no, it was i think they're they're both secretly weirdos but like in different well, sure. ways like sure, leo is yeah. like a um blasting mgmt in his headphones while he's having sex weirdo and yeah, he's like he's got a bit of like Patrick Bateman in him. Yeah, and I think I think Timmy has a slightly different uh, flavor. Of yeah, he's got that he's got that theater kid weirdo energy, yeah. which 
Yeah, this movie really helped blossom that. I mean, I think, you know, yeah. um, him appearing at the Game Awards, you know, which I, um, I think that really... I did not see that. Said he, oh, yeah, he did. Uh, his his old YouTube channel where he reviewed right, custom yeah. Xbox 360 controllers, that was plugged at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that kind of getting that gamer angle and then, like, being able to showcase this performance to get that full-on, quote, gooberness. Uh, the yeah. real genuine uh, Timothy Chalamet personality. So I'm excited to right. see what kind of projects producers and directors got cooking for him now after this. Well, he, yeah. Um, he in, in in a video recently with him and Keegan Michael Key promoting this movie, uh, Timothy referred to Tom Holland as quote the ultimate Riz Master. I just feel oh, like oh. like my God, God, like take the crown. Don't be so humble. No, it doesn't. Um, I mean, but doesn't he have a crush on Zendaya? Like, I thought that was like the whole thing where he was like, he took my girl. <laughs> like, oh, I wanted to date Zendaya. A love triangle. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was like a past lives situation. Man. <laughs> um, Man. Well, you, you you brought up Leo. Um, yeah. Which I think is like a very good comparison point. And I was thinking about this idea of torch passing movies where you have like the premier movie star of one generation passing the torch onto sort of almost their like handpicked successor in a way yeah there's a couple examples of this i can think of um first that comes to mind is the color of money paul newman right yeah elected tom cruise for that movie um and they're not exactly the same flavor of movie star but there's certainly no. some parallels there um just both very very charming very handsome men paul newman in a more like rugged human way and tom cruise in more of like a like a sexy alien kind of way Mm -hmm. um devil wears prada meryl streep kind of passing the torch onto anne hathaway you know elegant actresses who always find a way to bring grace and lightness to these very tragic characters just you know right megawatt smile that sort of thing some similarities there yeah leo and timmy have been in a movie together really that movie was don't look up though so, oh, right. You actually need to take yeah, like another path yeah. at it. Um, that is a blind spot for myself, but uh, yeah, I haven't. It should stay that way. Do not go to the optometrist. I think they should take another pass at it. Marty's doing the wager with Leo. Let's get Timmy right. on there. Oh, yeah. On yeah. The pirate ship. Because uh, I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like that's what he needs to like reach the next level officially of his career. He sort of seems to be like in this arrested adolescence state kind of like he yeah. does look very young so he can still get away with playing these younger characters but by the time tom cruise was 28 you know he was like doing a few good men right so i feel like we need to see timmy grow up a little bit the next two projects he has on the horizon are his uh, bob dylan biopic going electric um mm. which I, I guess if anyone can do it it's him but i also feel like actually if anyone can do it it was already done and um i'm not there yeah and then his other project this one is is not entirely confirmed all he has said is that he is playing a ping pong player in it um and forrest gump remake forrest yes, gump yeah. remake yes sequel. they're finally making gump and co the book where um, yeah. forrest gump tears down the berlin wall and causes the exxon valdez spill um and was suspiciously missing in action on 9-11 <laughs> But there's a there's a rumor, I can't remember what I read that like uh, the evidence they had that points to this, but there's a rumor that this could potentially be in the upcoming Safety Brothers movie, 
that mm-hmm. as of now has Adam Sandler, Ben Affleck, Megan The Stallion, and Steve Harvey slated to star in it. No way. Isn't so, the Rock? Isn't the Rock also going to be in it? Am I wrong? That's that? a different okay. movie that Benny Safdie okay. is doing. So, but this is a real star-studded affair. Steve Harvey, the biggest star of them all. Now, nah, Timmy to the mix. Um, I'll be curious to see what he does yeah. next. So, Eamon, yeah, we've brought you on to the pod. Uh, yeah. not only as a student of film, but also Absolutely. as a uh, student of history, a student of politics, a, yes. in other words, gov major. Um, yes. You know, movies are not just defined by the time period that they're about. They're also defined by the time period they are released in. Absolutely. So how would you say that Wonka fits into the lineage of uh, great men biopics in 2023. We have Oppenheimer, we have Napoleon, right. and now Wonka. Uh, where do you make of its its place in this sort of trilogy about great men of history? Hmm. Let's see. I'd say that Wonka, you know, Oppenheimer, he was terrified of his creation. Uh, and Napoleon, he just wanted to go back home to his wife. Like this whole, the whole movie, he's like, I'm out on a horse. But forget about that. I want to go home. What does Wonka want? He wants more chocolate. It's obvious. He doesn't want, you know, like he's not terrified of his creation like Oppenheimer. He's not, you know, uh, a complete sexual weirdo like Napoleon. He's just a guy who loves, he loves his chocolate. You know what I'm saying? I think that, and honestly, like, I think that it's to the detriment of this movie that we don't uh, um, observe the darker, more twisted and delirious side of, of Wonka that's uh, often mm-hmm. mentioned in the, in primary sources. Y- yeah, um, you, you, you mentioned, you know, Oppenheimer very afraid of his own creation. I think, yes. um, I think later, or, or, you know, I guess earlier, you know, the Willy Wonka of the chocolate factory is very afraid of the, conglomerate he made and is shocked about this how such spoiled children want to take over right. his, em- his empire um but the yes this is this is a constant um uh thing that we've been you know feedback we've been hearing is there's not enough of this um dark side. this this yeah this darker wonka too much milk chocolate not enough dark chocolate they ha- they should have like a negative wonka who invents oh. white chocolate oh he's like he's like milking a vanilla plant or something mm-hmm. and making mm-hmm. white chocolate and wonka's like what are you doing what is this ever heard of vanilla wonk try this and then and then it's just like it's a battle between you know the uh, um chocolate and like white chocolate who will win it, it could be like um santa claus i don't know if this is the plot of the movie but santa claus three where i think he has to fight jack frost yeah i think that's that true. that's that's like that's the type of movie i think that we need to Amy, see who are you uh who are you calling up to the big leagues to play negative wonka is it just like timmy in a dual performance or oh man that'd be i, th- I think it should be um uh martin short also uh, <laughs> to play jack frost in santa claus 3 his old ass they cart him out here he's the he's um he is negative wonka he's wonko 
Wong? Is that'd be a, uh, that'd or be a Wong challenge Wong. for the cinematographer to get he's, them both in, in frame at the same time. I think he's wonky. substantially taller than Martin Short. They, they, that's like wonky is when they come together at the, like spoilers, oh. when they come together at the end to make uh, Rocky Road ice cream. Mm. Um, because uh, oh. they, they, that's how Oreos were made. You know, they realized, you know, vanilla, chocolate, what's it, what's it all mean anyway? We put them mm. together and they're beautiful. It's a very, very uplifting true. movie. I've seen the movie already. It's very good. <laughs> the, the movie that you just made up. Yeah, I'm right. Already it. seeing it in your head. That's yeah, the sign I, of a I good director. It. They say the best directors can already see the movie in their head before it's even made. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I do that all the time, and I'm like, why even bother make the damn thing? I have it all right. in my head. Right. It's just for me. I don't even have to pay to see it. So true. We sort of talked about Oppenheimer as it. No, we didn't. We talked about Wonka. Uh, yes. and how it fits into the sort of lineage of great men biopics. Uh, yes. Do you believe in the great man theory of history? Yes. Yeah? You want to elaborate on that? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, you get you got all your great men, right? You got Winston Churchill. You got uh, Joseph Stalin. I mean, if it weren't for these men, um, the history would not have happened. Uh, frankly... I don't think that the, uh, you know, they, they talk about the, you know, in, in history class, they talk about like the social forces of history or whatever, and like, you know, the collective moods and whatnot. But frankly, you know, it's these great men that we really need to get behind. Um, I'm currently on the search for the next great man uh, of history. I haven't found him yet. Um, Maybe it's Timmy himself. It could be Timmy, you know, he's well, putting in... Uh, I, I mean, think I, I don't know anything about these these great men, but yeah. if I know anything, I know the next great men in history are definitely going to be me and my boys. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Very true. Yeah. Um, and Eamon, we thank you for your astute political analysis. That's why, we, uh, why we brought you onto the pod. Uh, I want to go ahead and, and ask you sort of another political question. Of know, course. I'm not afraid to go there. Um, I wrote down a couple a couple quotes yeah. from this movie. Yeah. Um, a line that is repeated throughout the movie is uh, the greedy always beat the needy Wonka. The greedy and then beat the, movie, the needy. This is true. The movie is ultimately about the needy triumphing over the greedy. Yes. Um, Willy Wonka liberates his fellow scrub scrubbers from working yeah, that's in the right. basement for free. He stops the evil chocolate cartel who vomit at hearing the word poor. But yes. on the other hand, at the end of the movie, uh, he completely desecrates a beautiful old castle to turn it into an ugly glass factory building. Right. Um, with those examples in mind, is Wonka a based epic anti-capitalist fable to show to the younger generations, or is it a cringe capitalist moment? Eamon, what's your take? I'm thinking, I'm definitely thinking this is a based leftist uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, I, def- I definitely call this one in the anarcho juche um like vein of ideology mm-hmm. i think that wonka is definitely a kim il-sung type uh figure you know this man he comes from nowhere he comes from a small village you know he's he's out here um and he's dismantling the you know the imperial order uh step by step so i i really do think that uh you know wonka we're talking about these great men of history right joe stalin uh, Kim Il Sung, um, even even to an extent, uh, Kim Jong Il. 
I think that these guys, you know, Wonka is really going to be somebody that we can look up to um, as, you know, as uh, the international left. I think we need to really be looking at mm. Wonka as a way to get the message out. You know, we don't need we don't need these castles that we can turn them into beautiful, beautiful chocolate factories. But do you starting think, with the White House? Do you think that uh, Willy Wonka has ultimately tarnished his legacy and his standing within the left um, by uh, refusing to negotiate with the Oompa Loompas when they attempted to unionize? I mean, we look at the end of this movie. He hires Lofty to be the head of his tasting department. Yes. Fast forward twenty to thirty years uh, by the events of the original movies and the Oompa Loompas uh, by the hundreds are working in his factories in the same uh, menial jobs that he and the other scrubbers were doing in this movie. It sort of feels like, um, you know, he got so, uh, he got so used to power that he, uh, he was trying to lift these Oompa Loompas up, but he ultimately ended yes. up subjecting them to the same treatment that he himself fell victim to. Right. You know, you could, you could take that track, but this, this is, this is pure ideology. You know what I mean? Like what you, mm. you what you've talked about, this is, pure ideology at its at its purest really like it what we don't see in these movies is, is that there are a lot of bad elements in there you know you like you just you didn't see the the cia infiltrating a lot of their ranks you know mm-hmm. trying to bring down our boy willie um and i think you know the and the, the color revolution that occurred uh, shortly after uh, these strikes, I think is just like evidence that this was completely instigated by um, by the CIA. And I think that, you know, we really shouldn't be, you know, we of course we must be critical of Wonka. Uh, the chocolate, not that good. And at the end of the day, it's not that good. Whoa. For us. I'm, I'm saying, listen, I tried it. It wasn't that good. Interesting. Um, so Bold. the product, the product was not great. And we can be, you know, we can be self-critical about this. Mm, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we have to recognize to what a tremendous leap forward um, this all was. Because you know, mm-hmm. you look at the, the what they were. I mean, think about it, right? Before uh, Wonka came to town, it was the chocolate cartel. Like these guys are, li- they literally call themselves like an organized crime unit. This is Cuba, nineteen fifty. All right, they this have the they have the police in their pockets. Exactly, like, no one exactly. can touch them. I mean, these people were eating chocolate when Noodle had nothing. And it's she not it's not just oatmeal. it's not just the state they have in their pockets either. It's the church too. The Absolutely, cho- the chocoholics. No. Absolutely, the chocoholic church, uh, the most serene chocoholic church, was one hundred percent in on the deal. You know, you look around, you can't find salvation. So, you know, you're expecting these people who have known nothing but shitty watered down, cho- not again, not to praise Wonka's chocolate, which also has its problems. But when you consider what came before this shitty, watered down, disgusting, un- inedible chocolate, uh, it's, it's, it's night and day. It's night and day, Carlin. Uh, it's night and day. Eric. Yeah. You, you, you guys, it's just like, it's obvious. I'm I'm a, you know, maybe my biases are getting in the way here, but you know, as a Wonkaist, 
I, you know, you have to pray. I, 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 I'm a diehard Wonka supporter. Now, um, thank you for that, Eamon. Now, yes. Wonka in this movie, he has his own means of production, uh-huh. similar, like in, in almost an absurd way. Like, how does he, and, you know, he is producing and selling this chocolate by that of his own labor. Um, and, you know, yes. and then, and then later of his, um, uh, you know his 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 helpers labor. Um, who he yes. seems to be supplying them with a lifetime supply of chocolate, whatever that means. Um, is this a just way of operating business? You know, uh, the this okay. So this is a common talking point on the right. You know that they were being paid in chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that this like obfuscates, which this sort of like looks past, is that they moved into a society that no longer required money. Mm-hmm, that has mm-hmm. never been done in the history of man, mm-hmm. uh, not since the the primitive times. And and you know, Wonka Land, as it later became known, uh, was just as prosperous as the first world, um, uh, just as productive as the second world. They were really creating. Uh, their own third way. Uh, they were, uh, you know, they they told off the Soviet Union. They told off uh, the United States. They were creating their own way forward. And truly, you know, without Wonka, it really couldn't have been done. You mm-hmm. know, who could have united Noodle and um, Jesus Abacus Christ. Crunch? Abacus Crunch. Piper Benz, played by the lovely Natasha Rothwell. You have all these characters. Larry Chucklesworth, you know, uh, you know, of course, uh, in the anti Wonka purges, he would, of course, later die. Yes. Um, he told one too many water gurgling jokes and it really pissed off Wonka. Really pissed off some people. Um, um, yes. Now, looking at this, you know, the he's got his means of production in this one. And in the yes. later films, we can look at this through a human rights kind of uh, yes, lens. Absolutely. Uh, you got the Oompa Loompas. And, you know, is this like unjust slavery? Uh, but now this, this, this. Um, Debatable. Uh, you see, I say unjust slavery like there's any. No, <laughs> uh, no. Is um, what his use of the Oompa Loompas labor. This movie clearly states that Lo- Loompa law is very specific in that, um, you know, whatever is taken from them gets paid back one thousand fold so is that like they work an hour they get a thousand pto hours you know what what do we what do we think here or or do you do we think wonka is able to sustain that business when the the um workers require that much um or is he just violating the terms of loompa law uh, you know Lumpa law, you, you, what you have to remember about Lumpa law, it was, uh, it was really, it's, it's kind of a, uh, a post hoc invention. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. This is really something that uh, we didn't really see develop until the late 19th century, really. And there's a lot of, you know, talk out there that this goes back, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. This was really the invention of like a few uh, Oompa Loompa elite who, um, were obviously, you know, in the pockets of uh, of the West, uh, obviously in the pockets of the the Chocoholics Church. Um, I think, you know, this this Lumpa law. I think that Wonka was completely, you know, 
I think he was justified in thinking it a little strange. Uh, I will I will say though he he definitely did uh, respect it. Um, but of course, you know, once this, you know, once it sort of became unnecessary uh, to uh, the Oompa Loompa uh, way of life, I think that it, it, it you sort of saw it, you sort of see it fall by the wayside a little bit. And I think that this is, um, um, this is evidence of progress. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I think this, this is, this is, uh, 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 Similar to honestly, Wonka is sort of a Napoleon-like figure, you know, completely mm -hmm. just shattering the old order and instituting something that uh, would last, you know, for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yes, absolutely. Um, and thank you for for giving us some perspective. Have, yes, and of course, of course. Um, that sometimes it takes, you know, a brave man to make the choices that others won't make, and it's it's absolutely. like Wonka himself said. You know, a hard rain is going to fall. So mm -hmm. you know, do with that what you will. We we dealt with some sort of very serious topics. I and mean, we really put you through the ringer on this episode, mm -hmm. Damon. And so mm -hmm. I want to end on sort of a lighter, more fun note um, yeah. with a round of a game that we hear at My Week with Wonka. Like Whoa. Wonka-er or wonkier. This is where um, I name an actor and you tell me if they would be Wonka-er, so they would be more Wonka, give a better performance than Timothy Chalamet, or they would be oh. wonkier, like they would be bad, they would be worse. Okay. So I'm going to rattle off okay. some names, and you tell me Wonka-er or wonkier. You got okay. it, sure. Um, you know, our previous guests that we talked to, they said that um, Timothy didn't really bring the darkness, uh, you know, the kind of weirdo freak right. energy that Willy Wonka needs. So I'm going to start off with the uh, freak du jour, Barry Keoghan. Ooh. Oh, man. A better, you say a better Wonka. Better, or is he, is he Wonka-er or Wonkier? I'm okay. going to say, I'm going to say Wonkier for this one. You think so? I'm saying Wonkier. I think it's just like, it's tough because I just saw him in Saltburn, uh, which I did not care for. Yes, it, it's um, tough he, to see anything in Saltburn, really. Yeah, so I'm going to say, I'll give it a tentative. I think I think I would say that's wonkier for sure. I think that, I don't know. I don't know if he has, like, if, especially, like, you know, what the younger Wonka calls for. I don't think that Barry could give. And what the older Wonka calls for, I, I don't think he has it in them. Okay. Um, now for the uh, hot freak du jour, Robert Pattinson. Oh, mm -hmm. wonky, wonker. wonker, wonker for sure. Nicholas Holt. I'm gonna give that one a solid wonkier, only because I I really only know the guy from the X Men movies. Oh Fair man, I don't know. I think I. Uh, that's actually Wonka after he uh, eats the Yeti sweat. Yeah, <laughs> he grows a bunch of blue. I'm gonna fur. I'm gonna give no I'm gonna give Nicholas Holt a wonker. Um, okay, really. Yeah, he's he's got that British charm, or especially a young Nicholas Holt, a Skins era Nicholas Holt. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Okay. And last up for today's round of Wonka-er or Wonkier, sort of a left field pick yeah. here. Uh, Mr. Magic Mike himself, Channing Tatum. Ooh, oh. I want to see, see, see that movie for sure. I don't know that he'd be better, but I definitely want to see it. He's a song and dance man. So Absolutely. Yeah. And like, I, we've never had like a beefy Wonka before. Ooh, right? Beefcake Wonka? Yeah, yeah more like a pound cake Wonka. 
Eric, I hate to say, I think I'm going wonkier with this one. I'm, really? I'd like to see this movie. Don't think it'd be better. Okay. I would just, I, I, I really want to get him back in a musical. Like that's fair. That's soon. fair. So, you know, this could yeah. be the way to go with that. Um, well, this has been another round of wonka or Wonkier, and this has been another episode of My Week with Wonka. Eamon, do you have any concluding thoughts about the movie, about the man himself uh, that you haven't had a chance to share yet? Um, I guess about the movie, my main thing is, you know, I'm still stuck on this whole, like, we were supposed to see how Willie became Wonka. And just in closing, I think that my chief problem with the movie is that when we meet Willie, he is pretty much already Wonka. There's not a whole lot of growth to him. Um, He doesn't, he doesn't grow a whole lot and he kind of, you know, he's already fully formed. He doesn't really go through like, you know, hardship. Um, I I don't know. He gets, he gets put into slavery and they burn down his chocolate restaurant. It's true, but he's, but, but he he's like he's already got that boyish whimsy. No, it's but I, like, I get it's you. It's not fortune. It's I, not fortune fire or anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think part of the issue here may be that you sort of still have this um, enduring, like childhood loyalty to the uh, Tim Burton origin story, which is focused on the the dad. And it made me think about the fact that that movie is about Wonka wanting to kill his dad. And this movie on some level is about Wonka being in love with his mom. Oh and man. So they sort of realized that in a, in a modern society, um, people are too afraid to see a proper modern retelling of the story of Oedipus Rex. So they had yeah. to split it into two movies, one about killing the father and one about marrying the mother. And so that's, sort of what accounts for the split here. Yeah. They couldn't put both of those backstories into the same movie. That's a, that's actually a really good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. I hadn't thought of it either until just now. Um, Eric, what are... Uh... Day four, still coming up with new insights. Yeah. Eric, what are some things you are looking forward to in your next Wonka viewing? You know, I think I'm going to be changing venues again. We did three days in a row in the same oh, yeah. venue today in a bit of a smaller theater tomorrow. Uh, you know, who knows what tomorrow will bring. So I'm excited to see what space I see it in. I'm excited to see how the people react to it. There were things today that um, people were laughing at that I'd never really heard laughed at before in our viewings. And then there were things that people were really laughing at in our first three viewings that did not get much of a response today. Um, It was a smaller theater. So I was able to kind of lock into individual reactions more you know i think it's a movie that has legs i think it's a movie that people will continue to show to their kids like around christmas for years to come so i'm excited to see how different audiences respond to this movie beautiful how about you carlin Anything you know you're looking forward to i'm looking forward to i, I feel like i laugh less every time and i write less <laughs> notes but i will say some of the songs like i was originally scared that this was a musical because i was like oh i don't want to listen to songs over and over again but the songs are what take me through it like basically like when you get like from like like sweet tooth up into like um uh uh, you've uh, never had chocolate like this no uh, oh the one after that a world of our own yeah up through there that that's like there's just a whole bit of song after song after song and they're so good but then there's this desert of song in the last act, which is like, you know, yes. they do plot stuff and it's like, but man, like watching that, that's the part I pay attention to the least uh, <laughs> upon rewatches. So 
Um, I, and you'll only pay less attention from here. There you go. I, I, I do want to. I do want to mention one other thing. Oh, please. Which is that, which is that I, I believe that we've been pronouncing Wonka's name wrong this entire time. Oh. Uh, the bad guy in the movie, uh, the leader, the ringleader of the chocolate cartel. I noticed that he pronounces it Wonka. Wonka. Yes. Wonka. Or if you're think... Bleacher, Wonka. 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 Yeah, but yes. I think for the for this next episode, I think you guys need to be saying his full God-given name, which is Wonka. Yes, yes. my um, week with Wonka. My week with, with Wonka. William Wonka. Exactly. Well, exactly. Amen. Thank you for coming on. This has of course, been yeah. a great episode of my week with Wonka. Amen. Where can the people find you? Where can the people Where find can, you? They can find me on Twitter.com uh, at Amo the Great. Uh, I don't really post that much. But, you know, I got some bangers, folks. Um, me and Eric got our uh, we got our own uh, end of year wrap up pod uh, coming up, I believe, in the next uh, in the coming days. Yes. And yes. Um, spoiler alert, my top 10, seven of them are going to be Wonka. Yep. <laughs> and then um, check me out at the uh, if you ever are nearby the Library of Congress walk right in and come up and shake my hand. I swear nothing will happen to you at all. Do you give them a nice business handshake or is it more of a library handshake? Uh, um, I, I would give them, I would give them a, uh, a business kiss on the cheek. Ooh, you know, French so free we kiss. are. <laughs> well, Eamon, thank you. So yeah, much for of course. So much for coming on. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. And just remember, it's not necessarily the chocolate that matters. It's, it's who you share who you share it with. Who you share it with. Yes. And Eamon, uh, thank you for sharing it with us today. Of course. This has been my week with Wonka. A business kiss on the cheek to all of you listening. Mwah. 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 Willy Wonka. What?